Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. And man, I tell you what, I'm not have, I'm not sitting in here with uh, James, my my right hand man here. But uh, I tell you what, we've got an awesome guest for you today. Um, I've got Larry White Jr., who I've known for many years, but I haven't really known him uh, on a personal level that long, in the sense. And uh, I'm super excited uh, through the through the years we've kind of stayed connected, but just recently. Uh, through social media. Thank, thank you for social media. Uh, we've been connected again. And so, Larry, thank you, dude, for taking time out of, I know, a very, very busy schedule that you have. Absolutely, man. I'm thrilled to be here and uh, figure out what we're going to get into and uh, everything else. So thank you for having me, my brother. Dude, Larry, I tell you what, man, uh, from what we were just talking about, I want to dive into that, but I think I got to give people uh, a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit of a, uh, a background on who you are and you know, how come we know each other. Um, you know, I, I met Larry um, back in, uh, gosh, it had been about 2016, 17, when I was a part of the Tom Ferry organization at that time. Um, I was coaching, you were coaching, and actually you were coaching a great friend of, uh, of mine and uh, Keith Everett, and uh, we got to know each other from then, and then of course you have grown your career, your business, you do a ton of real estate, and you, uh, I know that you've got about 125 agents that you coach, mentor, train, and are a part of and help them as they um, create a life for themselves. Uh, but you've got an amazing past, and one of the things I, I love about too is that you are a, a graduate of uh, the uni- uh, the Arizona State University, and I'm a, a huge ASU fan. So um, uh, you've got a lovely bride and three children. You 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 live in Texas now. You are a, kind of a, a road warrior. You've been around the block a few times with different states and and moving, dude. Does that kind of describe a little bit of your past? Just a little bit, right there. Yeah, yeah. It's been a so such an interesting path. Um, and I remember like when I got into real estate in 2006, I could have never thought that it would have taken me here and been able to create the freedom, like mainly the financial freedom. So I can focus on other things like with my family, spirituality, right? Like giving back to the community and stuff. I never knew that these opportunities were even available because how I was raised was, look, you go somewhere, you you work for 30 years and you have this retirement and pension. And I was starting on that path. Like I was an executive at Target. Uh-huh. I was a police officer in a past life. And I'm, man, like every one of those, I was like, no, this isn't it for me. This isn't it for me. And I got into real estate because everybody else was making so much money. And it's like, oh, I want to make so much money too, right? Like yeah. that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like I don't want to wait till I'm 50 before I'm making this good money. And then I got in and 2007 came and we saw what happened with the market. And it was like, oh, did mm-hmm. I make the right choice? Looking back, like every one of those uh, situations was a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as we can learn from that, it wasn't a right or wrong decision. Uh, it's that constant growth that that I hope people are striving for in whatever they're doing today. Yeah, I love it, dude. You know, I mean, and really, if you just if you go uh, to just go to social media, if you go to Facebook uh, and look up Larry White Jr., you're going to see. I mean, the thing that uh, just really stood out to me is your current job is catalyst and creator of opportunities, and and what a fantastic description that is about what you do. You know, I mean, I know that you're a coach and a mentor to so many agents out there. You've got a fantastic. 
um, uh, history and, and you've, you've really proven, I mean, you, you've, you've done it. You've been there. You've done it. Uh, you know, as a former team leader, Kelly Williams, a former regional vice president for Atlantic and Pacific real estate. I mean, you've got the credibility and you have continued to help people build their businesses and their careers. Um, I got to ask you, you know, as, as I, as my Real journey, quick, do you, do you want to, do you want to hear a funny story of how I became the self-proclaimed catalyst and creator of opportunity? Uh, well, yes. I, I don't think I would like to just hear about it. I think everybody would <laughs> like to hear about it. So yes, do it. So, so after I left Carrington Real Estate Services, which we grew to about 3000 agents, literally we were doing four to 800 transactions a month. Um, and when I decided to part that way, um, I went to build out uh, the agent referral network and help manage the uh, process and membership platform for Zome, mm-hmm. who is a big foreclosure uh, foreclosure company. They're owned by Mr. Cooper. And so as we were negotiating, right, I've always been taught in everything that I've learned to like ask for more. That way you can kind of give some back in, on the negotiating table, right? Like right. if right. I'm buying a house, like, oh, throw in the baby grand piano. Like I don't even play the piano, right? But when they're like, oh, you, okay, look, I'll let you keep the baby grand, but let's do this, right? right? And so like part of it, like I was coming up with this wish list and I was like, oh, and I want to create my own title. And like, they were like, okay, you can have that. And I was like, excuse my language. I was like, oh shit, like, what do I want to be called? Right. And so it took me like a week to figure out. And I was like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And man, I, I came up like, I loved the word catalyst, like hedging things forward, like pushing the envelope and, and kind of create these opportunities. Cause I feel like that's what I try and do in every situation, good, bad, and different. Like how do we create opportunities? And so it was kind of funny, like when they were like, yeah, you can go ahead. And then when I was like, okay, on my business cards, I went Cal, and they like rolled their eyes. They were like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yep," and it's kind of stuck ever since. Oh, dude. Like I said, it got me, man. And I tell you what, that's what you want is people to just, you know, when they're reading by uh, reading about people, they're reading what they do for a living. I love the creativity behind it. And it really caught my eye. And it really, I mean, it made me smile because I, I know you, I know your personality. Um, it, you know, one of the things that you did, you've always done stuff that's make you, that makes you stand out, by the way. Um, and the thing that I remember about you, obviously, not only just your personality, but you had a, you had a beard that was freaking impressive, like envious, uh, when I saw it and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I could ever, ever grow a beard like that, dude. So, uh, when I, when I came across you over, uh, social media here recently, you completely changed your profile on that too. Uh, talk us to us about that because, you know, when you, when you kind of create this image of yourself, um, we have this, uh, sometimes we have this, um, the thought process that we can't change that image. We can't change, uh, you know, the perception of what people are. You intentionally changed your image and there's a lot of thought behind that. Would you dive into that a little bit? Absolutely. So I am huge into Tony Robbins. Uh-huh. Um, I, I've been to four or five, six different events. I've crewed for him, which means I volunteer my time to help other people with him. And that has been such a like that was probably my catalyst in like personal growth myself probably when I was about 33 34 years old I would say and kind of started me on this constant growth pattern and 
so I was sitting there and as you said, like my beard game was really strong. I mean, not like ZZ top because it wasn't like scraggly at the end. It was just big and thick. And, uh, you know, it took man a year and a half, two years to get it to that point. Uh And I was sitting there in this Tony Robbins event and we're going through this exercise where we're evaluating where we're at in our life and more so what we want to do in the future. My goal is to be able to have the opportunity to walk away from whatever I'm doing at the age of 45 and not have any questions about it. Now, will I retire or walk away at the age of 45? Probably not because I love what I do so much, Mm -hmm. right? Like I get to hang out, surround myself with people that I love, respect, want to do business with. And the more that I do that, the, the more income tends to be generated. So mm-hmm. it's not like I, I work, like I don't really even consider it work. Like I love what I do. So yeah. I probably won't stop. I just want to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Is my family set up? Can we continue the same lifestyle? Can I take them backpacking across Europe for two months and have all of my businesses producing the same amount of income? So as I was doing this, I was thinking, I was like, okay, like if I want to retire by the age of 45, like I just need to be uber focused. And there's a, uh, there's a book that I love actually, and it's called the alter ego effect by, by Todd Herman. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so in this book, he talks about like, who's your superhero? Right. Like, yep. like you think of Beyonce Knowles is Sasha Fierce, right? Like, yeah. you know, like think about when you played professional, like, you know, how do you psych yourself up? And that's a different person yeah. than when you're a dad, right? Like yeah. you came with that intensity, like that intensity with your kids, like your kids are like, ah, like what's going on? Like that's gone crazy. Jack Nicholas is shining. Right. right? And so, <laughs> so I, I like, that's where I was like, all right, well, like I want to create this new persona to be so focused and driven for the next six years. And for some reason that that person did not have that big beard. Um, and so I was like, all right, that's it. I got home from the conference. I went to the barber shop and I was like, can you take this off? And they're like, all of it. I was like, yeah, take it all off. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, we, we did that. And then I, I changed all of my handles on social media to Larry MF White. And that was my alter ego here for the next six years to grind it out and build the best life for my family possible moving forward. Yeah. I, dude, I love it. I mean, once again, because I know, I mean, I've got a beard, nothing like you, but I know how much <laughs> of my personality is wrapped into that beard. I know like every time I look at myself in the mirror, the beard is a part of it. So I got to imagine like, I mean, did, was it weird for you to, um, I mean, were you excited about it? Was it a new chapter in your life? Was it something like, or did you feel like, man, this is just really, this is weird because this has been a part of me for so long. So it, it was weird. It was weird. Like for my wife, it was weird for my family. Like, you see, like my kids, like I didn't tell, I didn't even tell my wife I was doing it. Like I just did it. Mm-hmm. And, and then I walked into the house and it was like a stranger walked into the house. <laughs> uh, I imagine and so kids. like kids, like, yeah, like, cause my kids were really young then, right? Like my kids are forced six and 13 now. So they were probably like 
like two, four and 11 at that point in time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it, it was, it was weird. It took a entirely, like it took a lot to get used to. Um, but I will tell you, it's much easier without a beard. Like that beard was so much work. I didn't realize it's much easier to be clean shaven and, uh, like versus the upkeep of that beard. Oh man. I can't imagine, dude. Like I said, I, I have nothing compared to what you have, and I know what the maintenance is on this bad boy. So, <laughs> and I, so I really, I just want everybody to understand, like th- this is part of like you know, every one of us have this persona, right? And we have this image of ourselves, and you know, sometimes it really is so good to take a step back and realize, like, who the, who's the person I want to continue to create in this world? Who's the person that I want to become in in my life and for my family and for my businesses? And I love the fact that you took it as far as I even have to change my outwardly appearance. I have to change my image because of I am all in with that. Like I know that this is the, the road that I need to to pursue in order to accomplish these goals in my life. I'm, I'm reading this fantastic book um, for, called It Takes What It Takes. And uh, he is, uh, I don't know if you know who this guy is or not there, my man. Um, he is, let me remember his name really quick. It is Trevor Moed. Have you heard of him by chance, Larry? I, I I think I've heard of him. I don't think I've ever read any of his books or, or anything like that, though. Phenomenal book, and it really talks about are you willing to pay the price to um, – to, to achieve the, the greatness in your life. And he deals with a lot of athletes and how athletes, uh, um, really, they have this vision of who they need to become. So they have to align their, you know, their actions and their choices that they're making. And be, when you know where you, what roadmap you have to take to get there, they don't become choices anymore because they, they become the actions that you just have to take. So it's no longer a choice, right? And so yeah. I love the fact that you, you did it that extreme, like you were willing to go so far and so deep and so all in that it was about creating this image and, you know, to a certain point, an alter ego. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because, um, I just had a conversation with our managing director a couple of weeks ago about how that's exactly how I have to handle situations is where I have to go into, um, this different persona of who Josh is in order to make sure that my mindset is right and that I'm in, that I'm responding accordingly. Because if I, just like you said, if I try to take that same response with my children or with my wife, uh, it doesn't work and it's not, good, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You need to have a, you know, and this is where like that book, uh, you know, the alter ego effect, like really brought this to mind because at one time it was just, I had my superhero or my regular Larry. Yeah. Right. But like, they're literally, you need to have multiple different personalities almost, right? Yeah. Like your kids, like you need to be more empathetic and embracing and, and your wife, you need to be more supportive or, or this, right? Like, and different friends are going to need different things. And as a leader, I know it'd be easier if everybody changed to communicate the way that we needed to. But as leaders, like, I feel like that's our purpose. How do we change? How are we that chameleon that can connect and build rapport with people in all of their different states, highs, lows, emotional, angry, whatever it might be. The more that we can do that as leaders, the more people that we will be able to serve and affect in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Love it, buddy. So true, dude. 
Well, I want to dive a little bit more into this uh, this idea of what we were talking about before, because I think people really need to hear this fantastic story of yours. You know, I really believe that those that have um, that really that really believe that there's something inside of them that is calling them to um, a greater level of success, a greater level of impact. Uh, the journey is never smooth. The journey is always full of challenges, and it's the it's the ability to overcome. It's the ability to get to that point where you have just amazing awareness, amazing insight in your life and kind of have that aha moment. Um, I've talked to so many great, wonderful friends, um, mentors, people that I admire that have had that happen in an experience in their life. I was fortunate to go through that um, in my life here in the last recent years. And you went through something similar and you continue to do this in your life. Would you dive deep into that that experience, like what led up to that experience, and then and then share with the people, you know, how did that change you, your perspective, and why you continue to make sure that it's a part of your your regular life on a yearly basis? Yeah, so so we want to jump into ayahuasca, right? Yes, let's do like, it, brother. That's, that's gonna what be you awesome. want to know about. Epic. Like like okay. So like for, for most, like one, a lot of people, like when I say the word ayahuasca, like it either goes twofold. One, either this blank stare comes over their face and they're like, I, uh, what? Right? Like, cause they have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. Or there's kind of this mentality that, you know, marketing, advertising and everything like that has kind of brought about us that this is something that's dangerous. That's something that's bad. And so for like, let's just start with kind of what it is. So, and then we'll kind of get into the rest of that stuff. But ayahuasca is, is a plant medicine that comes out of the Brazilian rainforest, or I'm sorry, the Peruvian rainforest. And it's been used for thousands and thousands of years by shamans and elders in order to heal traumas, like to become like more connected, etc. So it's, uh, it's not very well known here in the States, but it's starting to become more publicized. You can find some things on Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. So let like, keep in mind, like I was a police officer in a past life. I've never done any recreational drugs. I've never done, I uh, like, I don't even like taking prescriptions, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't uh, like, I believe our bodies are amazing vessels. If you let them perform and you treat them right. Mm-hmm. And, so I, I, I'm big into Tony Robbins. I have a lot of friends in Tony Robbins and a good friend of mine was, was getting married. He's the head trainer at Tony Robbins. So I have a ton of respect for this guy. He trains all of Tony Robbins staff. Right. And, and so he's having this, uh, he's getting married and we're having his bachelor party and I'm not going to go into details, but it's, it's literally the most wholesome bachelor party I've ever been to in my life. Mm-hmm. It's daytime. We're going to a shooting range with 12 of his guy friends. We're doing clay pigeon shooting and, and things like that. And that's literally it, right? Like we're just going and connecting and bonding and, and talking about memories and stuff that we've been able to share with him. It's a, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. And I meet his friend Gabriel, who was also a Tony Robbins speaker um, in a past life. And he tells me that after this wedding the next week, he's going to go down to Peru for 45 days. And I was like, man, what are you going to do in Peru for 45 days? Like, I don't know. Like, 
how long can you spend at Machu Picchu, right? Like, yeah. I, like what else is there in Peru besides Machu Picchu, <laughs> right. right? And this is just me being like more so ignorant and not knowing. Um, and so I accept that now. And he was like, oh, like, like I've been practicing medicine and I've been doing a lot with ayahuasca. And I was one of those that I was like, I, uh, what? Like, I don't even like, how do you spell that, man? Like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. And if you listen to somebody tell you about it, they almost sound, man, they almost sound crazy, right? On, on <laughs> how many different levels that they tap into. But there's a lot of things with plant medicine when you start talking about ayahuasca, mescaline, which would be peyote, or even like psilocybin or mushrooms. Like literally you have Harvard, you have Yale, you have these major colleges that are doing studies today. Like, don't take my word for it. Search this stuff. Look at uh, psilocybin testing, like with colleges and stuff like that. And you'll see that they're doing major studies and helping cure people with PTSD, mm -hmm. addiction, mm -hmm. past traumas. But that's not publicized. Why? In my eyes, because it doesn't make money, right? Like this is like, this is something that grows in the earth. It's, it's very herbal. Um, it's holistic um, type thing. And so, again, I, the same way a lot of other people are like, oh my gosh, I would never do that. That was kind of my mindset. As he was telling me these stories and he's like, this guy was about to commit suicide and, and you know, we helped him. I was like, dude, that's beautiful. Like, I'm glad you're doing that. Awesome. So I thought that was kind of it. And then we go to the wedding the next day with my wife and I see Gabe there and he's sitting right behind. I was like, Oh babe, let me introduce you to Gabe. Right. And there's a, a group of about 20 of us that are sitting together. Keep in mind, these are business owners, high level executives at different corporations, high level Tony Robbins people, a lot of people that in my eyes are successful, right? They're growing they're like a force for good. They're trying to help other people change their lives. And so there's a lot of respect in this group of this wedding in particular. And my wife and I, we don't drink very much, but when we do, like we go big or we go home and you want to be around us like that once every half a year, because like literally I'm going to buy the bar. Everybody's going to have a good time. Yeah. And then I'm going to wake up the next morning and be like, I'm never doing that again. And yeah. it takes me about six months for me to forget about right. it. <laughs> um, and so this was one of those nights and my bride and I, like, I mean, she is my ride or die. She's my like soulmate. Like literally she's just one of the most perfect beings I could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. And so we start buying a lot of shots for the table. We're having a great time. Come about two o'clock in the morning, Gabe comes up with this idea and he's like, Hey guys, have this idea. When I come back from Peru, like I've got so much out of this healing myself. I've seen it heal other people. I'm going down there to train and to be an apprentice. When I come back, I want to start hosting ceremonies to share this with people because it's done so much for me. I want you guys to be my first group. And man, if you can ever feel like, like think about like a time where you were a little inebriated, right? You have that superhuman type strength. You think you can do things that you probably can't really do. Right. Like this was one of those times. And literally it's like this roar of the crowd with the 20 of us. We're like, yeah, 
let's do it. <laughs> Wake up the next day, like, what happened? What right. truck ran me over? Uh-huh. Like, let's never do that again. And I never think I'm ever going to talk to Gabe again. Yes, exactly. I don't even remember giving Gabe my cell phone number, to be totally honest. <laughs> and so, guess what happens about 45 days later, 50 days later? Mm-hmm. He's literally on his way back to Kauai. And he calls me and he's like, hey, you're in Houston, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm in the layover in Houston. I was like, oh, cool. How'd you get my number? <laughs> right? Like, who, who is this again? Stalker. And he's like, hey, man, this is Gabe. I'm looking at our schedule. Like, when can we get you and Ariana out to Kauai for that retreat that we talked about? Because one thing that you don't know, if you're not involved with Tony Robbins, is there's a hell of a lot of accountability. Uh-huh. Like, this isn't like you come up with an idea and somebody lets you go with it, right? Like, this group is going to hold you accountable uh-huh. for your action. Yep. And so I'm literally freaking out because, like, man, I don't, like, I don't smoke weed. I don't do anything else. Right? Like, I've never done anything. And so this is really scary for me. So I'm texting my group. And I was like, hey, guys, were you serious? Like, did you really mean that you were going to do this? And these guys were, I think in the same situation, like, well, like I'll do it if you do it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to back out. Like, right. Like I don't want to be the one to kind of ruin this. <laughs> and so we were like, uh, well, what about the beginning of September? Right. And I probably like said it in that upward type swing, like yeah. not knowing if it was a statement or a question. And, um, so we, we set that up. I mean, Probably six months ahead of time, we booked our tickets. We found this amazing beach house on Kauai that uh, four couples kind of all shared. And lo and behold, about three weeks before we're scheduled to do this, we had like we had just moved to Houston when he came back. Mm -hmm. And we moved to Houston about six months before Hurricane Harvey. Mm -hmm. And if you guys don't remember this, like I've never been through it. I grew up in the desert, like tropical storm. I didn't even know what that was yeah. in the desert. Yeah. And we had like our first floor of our house had two to three feet of water in it. We lost all of our cars. We did not have flood insurance. Mm. Like we like, uh, like, had to lean on everybody else for the first time in our life Mm -hmm. to just come and rescue us. Like, I mean, I had four wheel drive trucks that were underneath water. It's like, it didn't matter what I had because like there's four or five feet of water in the middle of the street. And so we had a boat come in, rescue us. We got to take one backpack um, out. We had people that drove as far as they could. And I mean, our CrossFit community specifically, his family now because like how they helped us out was the most beautiful. Like I've never seen a community come together so fast in my entire life, like willing to help out, willing to contribute, um, do the demolition with us, like help us out with like, look, we get like tile at cost, like tell us what you want and we'll order it. It was just amazing. But this was three weeks before we were getting ready to go. And I remember some of our friends and family had, um, actually started a GoFund account for us. Mm-hmm. And there was like $12,000 in there. And my wife was like, we can't go to Kauai. 
I was like, what do you mean, man? Like, like this is paid for. Like, this has been paid for forever. I mean, we're $8,000 into this. And, like, we don't have $8,000 just to blow, nor would yeah. I want to. Yeah. But she's like, well, people are going to think the wrong things. Like, they're going to think we took this money. And we're like, I was like, babe. Like, one, I can't control what other people think. And if that's really what they think we did, like, then they don't know us. Mm-hmm. And that's not who I'm trying to surround myself with. Like, like all of that money literally went straight, straight into our house. Cause again, we didn't have insurance on, on our house. So ever, like it was $130,000 out of pocket that we had to come up with, um, which was kind of a game changer. And so I, uh, after a week of talking, she's like, all right, like, fine, let's go. Like, let's just go and relax. Let's go and unwind. And like, we'll figure out if we want to, to even do this ceremony or not. And so we get there. Keep in mind, we've been uh, like, in order to do ayahuasca correctly, you go on a dieta starting 30 days prior to um, a dieta, which is kind of like the Spanish word for diet, okay. where you start phasing things out. And the last week, you're essentially like eating a raw vegetable diet. Like there's no salt, no sugar. And everything else. So, like, your body is very clean when you go into this ceremony. Wow. And we get there. And so, like, I cannot tell you, like, it was the most life-changing experience I've ever had in my entire life. With a three-night ceremony, you go in at, like, 7 o'clock at night when it's starting to get dark. Mm-hmm. You're in this tent with a candle in it and you have a couple of, of shamans there. One of the shamans did not speak English and you take this, this plant medicine and your life will never be the same again. And it's hard for me to even explain, but I came out of there with more love, gratitude, fulfillment, than I've ever had before. And it now it makes me question everything. Like if I had this perception and didn't really know, like what else am I like closed off to? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like, let's just go do anything that like, like I don't want to be stupid with my life. Right. Right. Like there, everything has risk and rewards. Like I, I get that, but the rewards that came out of this and how it has propelled my life, uh, as I was telling you, like I try and go once every six months at least because it's kind of like if you go to the gym, right? If you go to the gym once a year, you're probably not going to have the six packs that you want. Like it has to, you have to create that muscle memory and continue that growth process. Mm-hmm. But it, it was like, it was literally the most life changing experience I've ever had in my life. Dude, I see. I, once again, I love it. I mean, I, that was your journey, and this is the route that you took. And and so many, once again, so many people that I know that um, that have made tremendous strides in their life. You know, they came to this aha moment. And I would just love to know. You know, you said that. Um, you know, the, it's kind of like the, the the veil was lifted, and you saw yourself, the world, people, your your you know your life, business, all like in a different light. Um, what is it that you continue to take away from it? Like, um, you know, do you get more centered? Do you realize that, you know, uh, like you chased money for years and that's not the, that's not what at all that you want to do now. Like, what is it that, that you found was so 
um, revealing to you that was worth the journey? So the biggest thing was I realized how connected we all are, right? To me, Mm -hmm. like the country is irrelevant. The skin color is irrelevant because like if we build a wall between us and Mexico and there's kids dying on the other side of Mexico, like that's not serving us at all. Like it's not helping anybody over here. If there's fishermen, you know, in you know, uh, the oceans on the other side of the world that are cutting off shark fins. That's affecting our ecosystem and stuff on this side. So the most connected, like with seeing how everything is intertwined, even humans, right? Like we talked about, like sometimes you walk into a room and the hair on the back of your neck will stand and you're like, what's that? Right. Or you meet somebody and you're like, hmm, I don't have a good feeling about this person, right? Like, and they call it that gut feeling. Well, there's a reason for that, right? Because you have this vagus nerve that runs from your brainstem through your heart and ends in your stomach with all of these nerve endings. And when people have traumas or things like that, like you feel things. And so a lot of that stuff gets stuck there. So it actually is like a gut feeling because that's where your nerve endings are, are sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so, man, here's the best way for me to explain it, right? If it was a movie, it would be a combination of The Matrix, the movie The Avatar, <laughs> and the movie Fantasia all wrapped into one movie and you are the leading character. Yeah. And like to give you just like an example, like this shaman that is from Peru, he doesn't speak English. Like there's a big coincidence with uh, like a lot of people notice geometric shape, right? And they yeah. talk about math is like math is the universal language. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I could see what he was saying because his sounds were vibrating and coming out of his mouth in geometric shape that I was conscious of. Hmm. And I knew what he was saying by that. Like, and again, like, uh, again, people are probably like, okay, this guy's I've lost, right? <laughs> like this guy's lost. But it, it, and some of it, it's, it's that feeling, it's that gut feeling. And we know so much more, but I feel like, you're advertised to over 2000 times a day right now. If you're on your phone and you're watching, you know, you're watching TV, you're being guided in different directions. Like how are you guiding yourself for your own personal vision and mission at this point? Exactly. So I, and here's the thing. I don't think it's for everybody. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's for everybody right now, as Mm -hmm. much as I would like everybody to experience the journey that I went through. Mm -hmm. Like it will show up for them when the time is right. So like, I would never recommend that somebody try and force this or try and do that because like with mother earth, with nature, with faith, um, whatever you believe in, like, like it will come to you when the time is right for you. I tell you what, buddy. Once again, you know, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that everybody is. I mean, I was. I love that we just went into this and we we went this deep. Um, once again, because uh, it's so easy for us to get in 
caught up in very superficial conversations. It's so easy when you when you're listening to a podcast and we talk about, hey, let's just talk about another strategy about how to buy a house or sell a house or to do this in your business such and and that is a big part of your world still. And you um, you do a tremendous job when you're coaching your clients. But but this is what gives us substance, right? Th- these are the types of conversations that draw us together to say that you know we we are more than just skin deep, right? There's there's something to mm-hmm. us that connects us, and your journey um, has helped helped you discover you know who you are and the connectivity you have with other people. My journey's different, and but it we but I still have discovered who I am and what I'm supposed to do and how I connect with other people as well. So, dude, I I absolutely love that, dude. Um, I, we've gotten 36 minutes into this, buddy, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to cut us off here. Um, but I want to get you back on this podcast if you don't mind and really talk about you know how how do you now that you know you're like you have this kind of this purpose and passion revealed to you, you know, how do you live that out in, a, in, in, in life? How do you do that so that you're not so consumed by this, but you're able to take these other talents that you've discovered and created and um, honed and become the, the coach, become the, the mentor for so many other people in a different platform. So I'm just going to plant a seed, no pun intended, buddy, uh, for what our next conversation is going to be like, dude. But uh, any last thoughts that you want to just share and leave with the audience as they as they try to um, re, you know try to think about everything that you said today? So yes, so my closing comments would be this: You said that most of our conversations are very shallow, and I would agree with you, right? It's oh, what do you do, right? Like, and it's almost taboo in our society to talk about sex drugs, money, and politics. Right, yes. I can tell you, like, if any of you guys want to connect, that's all I want to talk about. Yes, yes. Right? Because I'm not afraid, like, if you have a different viewpoint, I'm totally okay with that as long as we can have a respectful conversation. I'm not saying everybody's journey should be my journey or or vice versa. Everybody has their own journey. But those are where I get to... They're like, I don't care, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I want to know why, like, you are for this bill or not for this bill, because it might open up the way that I think to it, or maybe the way that I think of it, and we meet somebody where in the middle. That's where growth happens. It's not that my way is right and your way is wrong. Otherwise, we're never going to experience that growth. And, um... So I leave you with that. And as we get to plant the seed for the next, right? I told you I want to be done at age 45. Mm -hmm. Well, we're actually looking for large amounts of acreage right now that we can build tiny home communities on, all self-sustaining so that we can host different retreats, leadership retreats, plant medicine retreats, yoga retreats, almost like a healing center for people Mm -hmm. because Again, we get so consumed in life and people forget to work on themselves mm-hmm. and that kills me, right? When they're driving two hours to work and then they work for eight hours and then they come home, man, that's 14 hours gone out of your day. Like, how do you get back to your kids, to your wife, to your friends at that point in time? And yeah. this whole coronavirus, man, like we've seen, like we don't know what's going to happen, right? If life yeah. was to stop tomorrow, you're going to be like, man, I wish I would have worked an extra day. I wish I would have made one more dollar. I don't think those are the things that you're going to be talking about. Exactly. 
Preach it, brother. I am all about what you just said right there, dude. That was absolutely perfect, dude. So, well, Larry, dude, thank you so much. Um, hey, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way? What's the platform that you, uh, you you prefer? What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Instagram and Facebook are probably the best. My handle is at Larry M.F. White. That's L-A-R-R-Y. M as in Mary. F as in Frank. White like the color, W-H-I-T-E. And you can send me a personal message. I'll send you my cell phone number. We'll connect. We'll be friends, like, you know, follow each other and figure out, like, how we can serve each other, right? Like, how do we add value to each other and and bring more value to everybody around us? Absolutely, bro. Love you, man. I appreciate you, dude. That is so awesome. Um, hey, so every, every you guys out there, you know, the, the one thing that we always ask is is that if this resonated with you, there's there's probably somebody in your life that needs to hear this message that you know that you need to share this with. So I just ask you, I implore you to make sure that, that you get this into their ears and get this in front of them so that they can be impacted through this. So love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and we will look forward to talking with you very soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.